this is this is just going to be we're we're, we're uh, I knew tonight was going to be a total family night, meaning we're just we were just going to do a lot of stuff like this, honoring people, and um, and I love when we do this. So I'm I'm going to fly through these a little bit. This is kind of just a quicker teaching I'm going to do, but to tell you. Um, to kind of tie up these, the winds of change and where we've been and a little bit about where we're going, but just why it was so good. So I called it Six Truths We Grew In During Winds of Change These Past Six Months. All right? Um, the first is um, listen to what the Holy Spirit says and do that. Um, as you can see, these lessons are going to be for everybody. I'm not just telling you what leadership learned. Um, you know, there are scriptures, um, Galatians uh, 5.25, since we are living by the Spirit, let our behavior be guided by the Spirit. And everything we do, we're to be led by the Spirit. We know that. We know that intellectually, but what does that look like actually? And in this case, what it looked like actually is that when Lonnie and Angela left and, and we no longer had the directors who had led our school of ministry, the temptation was to do the same thing we had always done before because that's kind of the human thing to do, you know? Well, we know this works, so let's just do that again, except I had no peace on it. And that's one of the things to look for is the Holy Spirit leading. If you're, just, if you're not having peace on something, if, if it just feels like a burden and there's the joy is lifted, pay attention, okay? Just pay attention to it. So instead, I started asking the Lord questions. What, what's going on? Should we not do this? Lord, what do you want to do? What time are we living in? And that's when we began to dream about what became winds of change. And, and we realized, for example, that with the day school, as awesome as it was, most of you in here couldn't go to that because most of you can't, you know, carve out every day of your week. And so you weren't getting a lot of the richness of what we were bringing to these students, and we wanted to bring it to you. But we also knew we were in a season where we wanted God to have access to our hearts in a way we had never given him access before. And so... Um, so thus we started Winds of Change, and we saw some amazing things. So listen to what the Holy Spirit says and do that. All right, here's another one. Number two, <laughs> the more we open our hearts to God and listen to what he says about us, the more we become our real selves. Yeah, just let that one sink in a little bit. We all we all want to be we all want to be, um, you know, feel good in our own skin. We want to love ourselves. I think I really believe that every person in this room you want to love yourself. So why is it that we're so hard on ourselves? And we're we're realizing that um, it's it's really not our job to change ourselves. Sometimes Christianity has made us think that, but that's not true because you you can't change yourself. You can partner with God though, who's who's very willing to come in and make the changes that that need to happen in your life. And so the, but we have to give him access and permission. He's going to show you things, but you have to say, yep, God, I'm willing to go there and take the courage to go there. And, and then listen to what he says about you. Because I'm telling you, he's got lots of good things to say to you. He, he, he uh, adores you as his son and his daughter. He, he, he really, truly, if you will listen long enough and, and put your self-talk out here somewhere, and you truly believe what he says about who you are, you're going to start walking differently. You're going to start carrying yourself differently. You will start behaving differently because you know who you are. You know the glory that you carry. I saw it again, the glory. Oh, gosh, you guys, this is a really quick aside. But when I was over here in worship, um, wow. Okay, I'm going to try to do this really quick. When I was there in worship, I was getting 
taken, first of all, I was hearing all of us singing holy, holy, that last song. There's only one word to describe, holy, holy. And, and I suddenly saw um, not only me singing, and I could totally hear many realms of uh, angels, saints that were singing with us. But it was, it was realms. It's hard to explain. It wasn't just voices. It was realms. And, and the way I saw it, my mind, my spirit could see it happening. It was like this at first, like this cornucopia. It was just winding up. And so the higher it got, the smaller everyone was. But, I, but they were all singing their hearts out with us at the same time. And um, then the next thing I saw was that this actually wasn't a cornucopia. It was a DNA strand. And... Um, and and why this is wild, because the more we understand about, like, what, what we carry, who we are, and how it's woven into our DNA strand that's got, you know, is it billions of, is it billions of little souls, you know, little cells and all, all the rest, DNA and all the rest. And, and anyway, I'm not saying the words right, but you know, you're, you're following with me. There's just, it's made up of millions of particles and stuff. And and God was showing me that's that's the bride. That's there's one DNA strand with the bride, and it, it just it, and so if we want to zoom in, he can zoom. We you can zoom in. Picture this with your mind. We're going. If you see one of those science movies that's showing you the, you know the um, boy, the double helix. Thank you. You can zoom in, and there you are, and you're singing your heart out to Jesus, and you're a, a big part of what's going on, and then you zoom out, and it's just the whole thing, and we're all the bride of Christ. It was powerful. Um, wow. I'm trying to think why I just told you that. It was really good, though. <laughs> Thank you. <sighs> because you carry his glory, which is more than just a bright light. It's not just like a little night light, you know, like that. There's your glory. It's more than that. You're actually carrying the very essence and presence of God. How you look, you're, you are you're made in his image. You're representing him and you're part. You're part of the one body of Christ, the bride of Christ, who's all worshiping Jesus, past, present, future together. It's wild, but it's true. Li wow. Okay. And all that is listen to who he says about you and believe it. All right. Wow. There was so much more there, but we're... Uh, there was Tamim and all the rest, but we're just going to skip over that and go right here. Oh, golly. Okay. Here's the next one. Okay. We were made to know others and be known by them. Vulnerability and choosing to be real is an exceptionally good thing. I'm telling you again, things we learned in these last six months deeper than we've ever known it before. Every one of us, we can hide when we want to. We can hide when we choose to, especially when we don't feel safe. But when we start to learn that God is not only good, but he's safe, and, and when we start to get that collectively and we become those safe ones that we can be involved with, like in the home groups that was happening, you can finally start, you can finally start to, to pull off some of those layers and say, I'm going to trust, if I show you who I really am, you're still going to love me. And when you do and you, and you begin to be around people who will love you in the midst of your stuff, now, now you're in a place where you're willing to have the courage to go there, to, 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 to let them see you, but also to let them call out the treasures in you and to start calling you into truly who you are. Now, that's vulnerable. It's scary, but it's good. 
I'm not saying you use the same level of vulnerability with everybody. That's just not smart. It's not smart. But with those who you know have your heart and have your best and you start to get to know them and they love you and you know it, you get to open yourself up more and more. And we've been doing that these last six months. And let me tell you, we're going to continue to go there. Just so you know, that's, that's where we're going. Further and further and further. All right, here's the next one. Oh, let me see if there was a verse for that last one. Yeah, let me, let me go back just for a second. Go back one more. Really quick. Um, yeah, because in Acts 3, 4 to 6, um, I'm not going to read the whole passage, but it says each day with one heart. It talks about the, the early believers, and it goes on and explains all the things they did, but it starts out each day with one heart. Isn't that interesting? And in Acts 4, 4.32, it says the whole group of believers was united heart and soul. So... The only way we're going to go to the places the Lord really has us t to go together is with one heart, which means his heart. We're, we're capturing his heart. He tells us who we are, and we begin to share that one heart among us. That's the only way we can do this with one heart, and that's where we're, this is where we're going. Thank you. Number four is that we are more ready for the harvest of souls than we've ever been before. It's, it's true. This is a true statement. What do I mean by that? Two ways that I really mean this. First of all, we, we really didn't know when we started Winds of Change that we were going to raise up, I'm going to say, close to 50 astounding leaders. It, truly, that's, it's awesome. It, it, that really wasn't our goal. Our goal was we want to get closer to God. We want to experience Him, and we want people to, um, you know, in that safety, be able to open their hearts, get to know each other. Those were all, those all, all those things happened. What happened also is we raised up a, a bunch of amazing leaders who now believe more than they ever did that they have something of value and that they can lead others into the glory of God. And, and, uh, so that, and that's what we need because there's so many hungry people out there that are saying, I, I've got to know the real deal. I'm so tired. I'm tired of Life. I'm tired. I'm, I'm tired of doing this thing on my own. I'm tired of the religious thing. Give me something that's real. They're out there and they're so hungry. And we have it. We have what they want. We have what they need. So that's one way in which we're more ready. But the other way is because each of you who keeps choosing to go deeper, giving God access to your heart, letting him deal with the, the hurts and the pains, trusting him that he's going to tell you who you are until you believe it, you are also personally ready because wherever you go, in the workplace, in, in the stores, wherever you are, that's your harvest field. And you have, the more genuine you are, the more you, the more you love God, the more you receive his love, you begin to love yourself. Right? This is the order. Jesus said, as I have loved you, so you love one another, right? That's the command, the new command he gave. So first, you've got to know Father loves you. Secondly, you have to love yourself. I'm not going to get into that tonight. But man, we have got to love ourselves because this is what happens. When you truly begin to love yourself because you know you're loved by Papa, you become an irresistible force. You become this thing that starts drawing people and they don't even know why. And they're like, what is it? Why, why 
see, people know love when they see it. They may not know what it is, but they know it's what they want. This is where we're going. This is, this is one of the reasons why we spend so much time in worship. We are just soaking in Papa's love. Yes, it's about giving God adoration. Absolutely. But do you know he always blesses us back more? Always. I always come in here. I'm ready to worship. I don't care if I'm feeling it or not feeling it. Do you understand? I am ready to worship you because I love you. You're amazing. Thank you, Jesus. You saved me. But somewhere in the midst of, in the, in the, midst of the whole thing, I start just getting you know, so much more back. And, and uh, the, so the more we experience that love, the, the more we, we are ready for this harvest of souls. Sons and daughters who are longing to be loved. They are longing to be loved more than anything. All right, here's number five. Boy, I had verses for all those these, but I just like skipping right over them. Anyway, trust me, it's all in the Bible. Um. <laughs> The kingdom is rapidly expanding, and we are part of it. Uh, we, we were told, right, to pray from heaven to earth. Of the increase of his government, there shall be no end. Proverbs 4.18, the path of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, shining ever brighter until the full light of day. There's a subtle current that is not from the Lord trying to pull you back into negativity, trying to pull you back into woe is the world, that everything's going down the toilet. Do not believe that. Yes, there are things happening on the earth that, that are not good. I am not denying that. Is light winning or is dark winning? Because this is a really, you, you have to know the answer to this one. If you believe darkness is winning and is going to win, then you ought to hide your head somewhere. Duck in a shelter and call it good for the rest of your life. However, you were called to be light bringers. You were called to bring the kingdom because you are part of that light. And his light is spreading all over the earth. And it's spreading through people. And there are millions, multiple millions of new believers every single day. How much brightness can you imagine that looks like across the earth? Light. It's not that light is winning. It's that light has already won. That is the truth. We are bringing in the reality that light has already won. There's so much more I could say about that, but that's one of the things that I believe has really come out of this last six months. And I'm going to end um, with, with this one, number six, um, that it really is all about learning to love well. When you get down to it, it's not how many Bible verses you know. It's, it's not how many people you can beat up into the kingdom. Um, it, it's not about a lot of things that we make it about. It, it's about loving well. It's, can we learn to love well? Jesus said, even, even when you look at the gifts that are mentioned, the, the fivefold gifts that Jesus gave to the church as a gift in Ephesians 5, the prophet, the evangelist, the apostle, the pastor, teacher, I'm forgetting one, I think that was five. Anyway, what are they for? It's to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. But what is that? It's to build us all up in Christ, in love. That's where this is all going. We're all being built up in love. Of course, it's in Christ's love, right? So that's, that's where this is all going, is, is uh, Jesus is not going to ask you, you know, how many times did you go to church? promise you he won't ask you that. 
There's a lot of things he's not going to ask you, but but the the real the real thing is this: Did did you learn how to love? Because that's what you were there for. We are we are already. If you've never thought about this, I, I hope you hear this. We are already living our eternal life. We're already in it. The minute you said yes to Jesus, you started your eternal life. So you're not waiting for heaven to get it all together. He's actually infusing you. He's already infused you. And he's, he's showing up and showing off out, out of you more and more and more as you believe the truth of who is inside of you, what you carry, and why you're alive on the earth. And you're here above all to love well. What does that look like? That looks like what Jesus is going to tell you it looks like, but it, but it looks like treasuring, seeing the treasures in people. It looks like choosing to see the best even when, when things are not good around you. It looks like a lot of things. Love looks like something. It looks like helping people who are down and out. It looks like a lot of things. And, and I'm telling you again, there's only one source. Papa, Papa's love first. Jesus says, you've got to know my dad. He's not the father you think. He's exceptionally good and kind all the time, and he adores you. Love from the father. You're going to learn to love yourself. And then you're going to be this dispenser of love everywhere you go. Not because you're trying to, but because you can't help it. That's the gospel. And that's where we've been these last six months. We're going to go further for sure. Summertime, we're taking just a little bit of a, um, what would you call this? A hiatus, okay. But something, we're, we're, some of the groups are going to keep meeting, some are not. Totally okay. If you're in the group, I'm sure you know whether yours is or not because your group's talked about it. But we're going to do these fun things, writing, art, um, drama, worships, choir, um, so if those look fun to you, go for it. Have fun. You get to have fun in life. <laughs> Thank you. That was the right response. That's actually part of the deal. You get to have fun in life. God wants you to enjoy life. So if, that's, if any of those things seem fun to you, go for it. Enjoy them. And then come, come the fall, I, we're going to do some later fall, like October-ish, We'll, we will do some kind of thing where we're really uh, bringing the home groups together again and creating some, something with the Lord that's going to take us deeper still. That's about all I can tell you because we're going to listen to the Holy Spirit and do what he says. All right? Okay. So um, with, with the few minutes we have left, this is what I, I wanted to hear from a few people. And then, and then obviously at the end, as I already said, we're going to give opportunity for prayer um, I, we really do know that when we're agreeing with heaven through prayer, things are changing, things are happening. So if you need something tonight, please come up for prayer in just a little bit. Uh, but first, let me um, just ask, and the ones I asked, you each get like really just about two or three minutes, all right? That's about what we have time for. So um, Diane, can I start with you? Diane Jung was uh, the, our, the leader of our intercession. And, um, and she, you were part of a home group, too, were you not? Yes. Yeah, okay, so part of a home group. So, um, but I just wanted her to share from her ex perspective just a little bit about the last six months. Hi. So when Brett asked me to do the big meetings on Wednesday to lead intercession, 
I said yes, but it was really like I wasn't prepared or I didn't think I was qualified. But I really felt like the Holy Spirit was opening a door, so I was going to be obedient, and I said yes. And then after I said yes, then I probably fainted. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, and so just so as I was walking through this, I felt like God was saying, okay, we're going to journey on this together, and you're in a safe place. And so it was for me a time where I was learning how to trust not only the people, the Winds of Change group, and I knew that Brent and Suzanne trusted, but to trust myself also. And, and through all of that, every time we had to do intercession, there was always a topic of, you know, the cross, grace, um, bravery, courage, and destiny and dreams. God was always working in my heart. And, and there was just this deeper connection every time. I had to let, I had to be vulnerable with God. I had to let him in these parts of my heart. And when he dealt with that, it, it was like he was saying, Diane, this is what I'm going to be doing in intercession. You're going to see that what you're going through is going to happen to the masses. It's going to happen in the home groups. And I thought, wow, okay. So, um, And then God gave me a great partner in Maryland, God, who partnered with me. And just, yeah. So God just, he set it all up. He provided such a great safe atmosphere for me that I felt like as I walked through it, there was a freedom and I started taking more risks. And I, this creativity came over me that I felt like, wow, is this really me? And I started to become more myself and more comfortable because I was being vulnerable with God. I was letting him in these places in my heart and he was tenderizing this. And then in turn, as, I, as he was filling me up, I was able to, to give it out and to have the confidence in him that I could shepherd people in intercession. And this was just an incredible journey, everybody, for me. And so I just want to say thank you to all of you, all of your prayers, and to just continue because as Brent said, all the prayers are coming together. We are going to see massive fruit, people, massive fruit. So we're not going to stop, and all of you are such a vital part of it. Thank you. I, is Sarah Ohm here? I didn't ask you ahead, but are you here, Sarah? No, okay. That's what I get for not asking her ahead, see? All right. She had a very cool story about an outreach that their, their uh, group did together that I wanted them to share. If one of the other home group leaders has a really cool outreach story, I'm giving you permission to come up and share it. So, in fact, you can think about it. And while you do, um, Jen, why don't you come on up and share? This is Jen Bentley. Home group leader in Union City. That's right. Okay. So, uh, hey. So, we, uh, Peter and I uh, were asked to be um, home group leaders, and we had never done anything like this before. And so, we said yes because we couldn't say no. And, um, and we, didn't, we, don't know, we didn't know anybody in Union City or Fremont or anywhere near us that went to Blazing Fire and and Russ said, I really want you to meet this couple, Henry and Teresa. Where are you guys? There you are. <laughs> He's like, they live in Union City too. And so we want, you know, we want you to lead a group together. And we're like, okay, we'll meet them. And they're fabulous. And so it was hard for us to start leading for the first time, but we had Henry and Teresa and we, we had a lot more confidence because we were leading with them. 
And then we met all these people that lived in Fremont and Union City, and all of a sudden we had this community of people around us that also went to Blazing Fire, and you know, they brought us donuts at 10 o'clock one night, you know, and we really felt like, you know, it was a community and of believers near us, and, and that was really great, and throughout this whole uh, time that I got to lead, and, and Peter and I got to do it together, I, God has been working in me and helping me to come out of hiding, because I've been hiding for a long time, and showing me that I have these gifts and, and things that are valuable to say, and so he kind of started me on this journey of coming coming out of from hiding and sharing it. So, but it was it was great. So proud of every single every single home group leader. I mean, almost all of them. It's funny because we look at them and we see the greatness. And we're like, of course they can do this. And, and they're looking at us going, you want me to do what? I can do what? And, and they can. Every one of them, they, they excelled. Any home group leaders that are out there, anyone, a home group leader that has a, an outreach story you want to share? Or assistant leader. Yeah. Going, going. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. Uh, Russ, why don't you come on up and share a little bit, just from your perspective. I remember uh, sitting sitting in uh, the backyard with uh, Brent, just asking God what he wanted to do, and just waiting on him, and just how things came together, piece by piece. That was so beautiful. Um, one of the things I really look back with a lot of joy is uh, the training we did for the, the home group leaders before we started. Uh, how, how many of you folks came to, the, came to those things in November and December? And uh, we really wanted to help you feel empowered. And that, empowering was really a theme. And then Danny Silk came and did the... <laughs> Keep your love on, right? And and we we were we just been soaking on how do how do we? And then there was the the what we did at Blazing Fire one night where we we walked through the line. We said, "I am not a victim. I am powerful." And yeah, and and so so we didn't. I don't think we, did we know at the time that Danny Silk was coming. I mean, maybe eventually we did, but but there was he. God was weaving all these different pieces together. There were themes going on of what He wanted to do with us, and and He did it in so many different ways. And like Brent said, I'm, I'm so grateful and so proud of the home group leaders, but also the folks who are in the home groups, come, the people who came to the Heart Revival Service, um, that we're all, we're all transformed because we all said, okay, we're going we're gonna to see what happens when we, when we open up more. And, and we're going to see what you're going to do with us. Um, so thank you. Thank you, thank, thank you, thank you. Um, I, I love this journey that we're all on here all on together as family as friends as people who are becoming powerful and loving
I, I did actually want you to hear from each of the, the four leaders. So I didn't tell you, Joel, but if you have anything, now you have about two minutes warning. <laughs> but Karina, why don't, you, why don't you come up next? Karina Lau. Hello. Um, I was thinking back, oh, can't wait, back to um, the very first Heart Revival service, and I was not feeling it at all. So I actually think I said that. I got up and said, I am not feeling this. I actually don't really even want to be here. <laughs> and I kind of, the words came out before I really realized you just said that. Um, but it's because what we have so grown in and cultivated here as a church family that we can be ourselves and not have to walk in with the mask like, I have it all together. I'm a leader here and I actually don't want to be here. But um, God started doing some things in my heart and showing me what was underneath. And I had a few people say, thank you for starting us off that way. It kind of showed I wasn't feeling, I didn't really want to be there either. But it was because they knew that God was going to do maybe some heart surgery and bring up some things. So I'm so appreciative of that. And um we, Todd and I just came back from taking our youth group on a week-long trip. And so our youth group has really been like a home group because we, many of you don't know, but we meet in our home. And there's such this vulnerability and, you know, what I see in our home groups as well. And one of our, our girls shared something very vulnerable. And from that, it was like a domino effect, and others felt safe to share their hearts. And it was, it was such a good time of, of healing for us. And so I am, I'm so grateful to our home group leaders for the courage, because some of them have shared this, but many, me, myself included, you most of the time you step out afraid and feeling like, well, I have all these areas I need healing in my heart, and here I'm leading others. But, you know, I've said this so many times before, but it's stepping up. We need courage to do this. You're not going to have everything together before you start leading something. So thank you to our home group leaders for going there and stepping out afraid at times and setting that place for others to feel safe. And I shared this earlier. We had an appreciation lunch uh, for our, all those that were involved, and I was all weepy and feeling like, wow, this is really family, because a lot of us didn't grow up in a, a place where we could do this, right, where we could share our hearts and be loved and know that it was okay, and you still like me and love me and receive healing in this environment, so I, I am... This is where, this is church. This is, the church is family. And doing this is what we've always dreamed of. And there's so much more, not that we have arrived, but this is really what it's all about. And I'm, I'm so grateful and so proud and honored to go there with all of you. Um, and I want to say one, one more quick thing. I was feeling uh, earlier that maybe... God was bringing up some feelings in some of us, some of some of you who um, maybe weren't a part of Winds of Change, or you're not, uh, you know, 
you weren't called out as a leader, that there's feelings of um, God was bringing up some stuff in your heart. And um, I'm like, am I really seen? And you really are seen. We're all doing this together. And um, sometimes that comes from a feeling of, is, is there enough to go around? And there's so much to go around. We're all in this together, and you are seen and loved and um, celebrate the favor on other people's lives and see where God takes you. So I, I bless all of you. We are in this together. Okay. Mr. Joel Pollard. Hey. Okay, so I figured out what I was going to say in two minutes. And uh, actually, how many of you heard the phrase around, those of you who've been around, brave communication, being vulnerable, which requires risk, by the way. And so, you know, the, the, the awesome real reality here at Blazing Fire is that all the leaders here, we all walk through the same stuff. Now, it might look different for each one of us, but how many of you know that love wins? And that each one of these leaders... I can say has uh, my back. They have their, their best interest for me so I could be successful on all levels in life. And so it's the same for us with you that you would be all successful on all levels. And I was sitting over there trying to think, okay, I'm going to say this and I'm going to say that. But I just, I really sense in the atmosphere that there are people who are in a situation and there are people, many of you who are positioned that there's some stuff that God wants to release. And, and whether it happened through this uh, last six months of uh, winds of change or not, God wants to release something. He'll do it with people. I found that out the hard way. He, he'll, he'll use people and he'll use family. To make it personal, one thing is when I came into this, this was very stretching for me. Even if I didn't give it, uh, express it in the natural, God was doing some, you know, you take something that you don't think can be stretched, Let's rephrase. Holy Spirit will take me, and he'll do some stretching, that some areas that I didn't think could be stretched, and he'll keep stretching. He won't force, because he's a respecter person. He's a gentleman. But he, 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 he'll, he'll go, and he knows how much he can take. And the beautiful thing about it is that this is a family affair. And I was thinking the other day that in the natural, oh, all of our families of, you know, our, our personal families, there's different dynamics that happen. I'm thinking, yeah, that's, that's good. But together as a family, there's so many different dynamics that happen, and how much more that we can be a GERD and that we can be a support to each other while we're being stretched, while we're going through some stuff, you know? And it's all for the better because love looks like something. Love looked like something when he was doing some stretching in me when we started back in, what was it, January? And now we're in June. I'm like, this, we just started the other day. So if God can accomplish an initial piece in six months, how much more? How much more can he accomplish in you? And how much more can he accomplish in me as we go forward? Because we're going to go forward and we're not going to remain neutral. We are in a forward position of going forward because right around the corner, and I'm gonna, this is where I get to release, because I have the mic. Uh, 
is that I just declare over you right now that the things that would come to hinder you and the things that would come to, to stop you in your tracks and the things that would say no to your dreams and the things that would say no to your destiny and the things that would say no, no, no to your aspirations even when you were a little kid, that I just break that off of you. And literally, I just sense Holy Spirit wants to send in winds of change. He wants to change our paradigm. He wants to, he wants to change the way that we view things, our intellect, our process, our, our mental capacity, how we retain things, how we view things, uh, our faith to believe, the reality to believe for it. So, Father, I just ask right now that you would just breathe on that, that you would release us into our dreams. And I thank you that I affirm, I didn't know I was going to say this, but it's all good. This is what you call spirit-led. And that you would just, Father, I just affirm the call of God on all of our lives. Whatever that looks like, whatever arena that that will be played out in, whatever atmosphere that when we walk into it, the shift, there's a shift in the atmosphere because we carry, like Brent said, we are carrying the love. We are carrying that capital L light, capital L love. Because remember, love looks like something. When we started out as a core group and we we knew Holy Spirit was up to something fresh and he was up to something new. And we could see something in the distance. And we're like, we're going after it. We're partnering with Holy Spirit because he, it's his agenda. And we didn't know all what that looked like, but we're like, we're going to go after it. And just to see just the scratch of the surface metaphorically of the people that have, uh, have risen and that the people who have emerged, that is the initial, I said it earlier today, the initial manifestation that we're seeing now. So again, be encouraged. We're all in this together. When we say we love you and you know daddy loves you and all that, we really mean it. Because there's fruit that comes from it, right? So just, just you know, I'm a, I'll, I'll just wrap my part up with this, but just, just up your hands, just raise your hands. <laughs> this is called receiving mode. So Father, right now I just ask you by the power and the anointing of your Holy Spirit to come. Father, I ask for the administration of your Holy Spirit to come and to do your thing. Go in us where man cannot go. And, and do your thing and let there, let there be fruit come from it. Let the love exude and ooze out to where it can't be contained. Let us be cracked vessels to where everything just oozes out, Lord God. And I just declare it in your ear tonight. I prophetically seal it to your heart. Right now, Holy Spirit, would you just come and just blow? We just say more. Just ask him right where you're at. More. Holy Spirit, do it again. Do it again.